0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage, your host, Brian S. Arnold. All right, it is
1: time again, Brian S. Arnold, in your, in your ears or in your, in your eyeballs, digital eyeballs here. And we have uh, a real treat for us today on a Friday. Uh, we have Sean Christina here. I hope I got that right.
2: <laughs> We're close. Sean Castrina. There Castrina.
1: Sean Castrina here today. And I think this is going to be an incredible talk today. Uh, I've been hearing from you um, some of the stuff that you've been doing. And this is this is going to be great. I hope everyone is tuned in and ready to go. Because we are talking about, he says, what is it? The The lies the lies that are holding you back from starting your business. So this is going to be very interesting, <laughs> very, very interesting. And I hope that you you um, stay tuned into this to figure out what you're doing, um, maybe wrongly incorrectly or what you can do to make things better. And we're going to get right started with it. Before we get, get going though, let's go ahead, Sean, and tell us, first of all, who you are personally, and then... Professionally,
2: yeah. Uh, obviously, Sean Castrina. I'm a business author. I've written three books, and I run companies. I've started more than 20 companies. Currently, operate as we speak. Nine moving on ten. Wow. So, uh, you know, anything to do with business is what what I like. That's kind of my passion is business. The actual individual businesses is irrelevant to me. It's kind of what makes me unique. I, I, I like golf. It doesn't mean I start a driving range. So <laughs> I want businesses that are profitable.
1: Mm, okay, that sounds great. It sounds like something that we've heard from a, a, a feature, another guest before about maybe not, about, maybe about just being an owner. And I think I've, I've been reading more about this from several people about being an owner as opposed to something else. So tell us about your current project. What is your current project right now?
2: Yeah, I mean, right now, um, I'm actually helping my son launch a business, which is kind of fun. It's called Podcast Squad, and he gets influencers on lots of podcasts as a guest. And so that's a lot of fun. And I, I started a digital marketing company. I'm a partner. I'm a 50% equity partner. Okay. There was a company that worked with one of the companies I had, they did a really great job. And so what I normally do is partner. So the yeah. most talented person that worked for them, I extracted <laughs> and <laughs> nice. made an offer he couldn't refuse. And, and yeah. now, you know, two years later, almost we have a great company that's probably doing more digital marketing than anybody in Virginia. And Wow. So yeah, always on that, and you know, fiddling with my fourth book. So nice, like nice,
1: on. nice. Love it. So so we we have a a, a man who 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 knows this stuff, has done his homework, and all of that. So tell us first of all, like where your journey began. Why? W- w- what took you to this place of wanting to be an entrepreneur?
2: Yeah, because I, I didn't really plan on. I grew up, you know, like most people, you know, grew up poor in that we didn't have anything extra. So I knew, I knew I wasn't going to be poor that I knew. Now owning a business never crossed my mind. I don't have one of those lemonade stories where I started the lemonade stand and all that. (laughs) I I went to college on an athletic scholarship. So I figured I'd, you know, go the education route. My parents, you know, would say that their limitations were they didn't go to college. And if you went to college, obviously that took you to the next, that's kind of what I heard growing up. So that seemed to make sense. So went to college, got a bachelor's degree. Got out of college, got my dream job, was putting together the Norman Rockwell picture there, got married, mm-hmm. uh, bought a new house, had a new baby, uh, was one class away. I was 33 credits into a master's degree. Wow. am 25 years old. You know, everything's yeah. looking pretty good. Exactly. And then I get let go overnight. Uh. Uh, you know, there was a leadership <laughs> change and they cleaned house. And so my, my whole paradigm of security and, you know, everything kind of career and security kind of change that day where right. i realized that you know when you work for somebody and it's okay i have a daughter who's a school teacher so i'm i fine my wife is a part-time nurse so if you're you know if you have a passion to do something that that's go do it go do it yeah. yeah and there's a lot of careers that are much more secure um but i learned in my case that you know that it wasn't secure and that i i wanted to kind of if i'm going to hit an iceberg i darn sure want to be steering that titanic
1: yeah absolutely and i, I and i think that What you just said right there is probably what a lot of people are going through right now in the in the year 2020, where they were in secure jobs. Everything was was going great. They they were in great people, great, great companies that were thriving. And then the pandemic hits, and then everything changes. So I still think that some people are still itching to go back and do still get the next the next job because i've heard from other people who say who are, who are talking to me about that like getting to the next job what do you what do you say to those kind of people who are who are in this in this issue where they're just like i just want to find a new job and, and and how to how to how to how to well they need money yeah but they you know they do have this passion of trying to maybe do their own business but they're, yeah. they're this need for money is so so yeah, fret and center, has this amazing
2: thing. It has an amazing hold on us. Well, for yeah. one, I think you can do two things at once. So it's a unique concept. There's 168 hours in a week. And I believe yes. success starts at hour 41. Mm. So I, I just, let's just assume mm. that you have a job. I, I, when I created, got onto my entrepreneurial journey, I had, I was married and I had a mortgage. I went and got a job first. So yeah. I got a job, then started a business and did two at one time. So yeah. I think this idea that, you know, you, you just quit your job. You don't have a job while you sit around trying to see if it's a great idea. You know, that's hard to do. Not only that, if if you've ever had anybody try to sell you something and you can tell they're desperate, you can smell it. On <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Can't yeah. you? It's it's, serious. Yeah. it's like a wounded dog. It's like a wounded animal. Right. You never want to have a, you never want to start a business in abject poverty. Yeah. You know, yeah. with no money and you're stressed out. I mean, business yeah. is stressful. Paying the business bills. You add that with your home, <laughs> right. I mean, I, you know, that could be a perfect storm. So I, I, I think people should go get a job. <laughs> you know, there, yeah. You know, <laughs> this sounds funny, but your yeah. entrepreneurial journey might start with getting a job.
1: Yeah, I, I love that, and I mean, it's just it's real talk, right? It's, <laughs> it's just real talk. So let's let's dive right into these lies. How do we escape what you What you messaged me, um, emailed me the other day? Yeah. How do we escape the entrepreneur's Bermuda Triangle?
2: Yeah, so there, there's kind of like a couple different things. There. We'll go to the Bermuda Triangle and we'll talk about the lies. But there's okay. a kind of a Bermuda Triangle that I think wrecks most startups, mm-hmm. and why they fail so miserably. You know, Statistically, 9 out of 10 fail in a decade, 1 out yeah. of 2 fail in about 2 years. But what I've found is if you kind of think of these three points and all this area in between is the first thing is that – the founder, they fall so in love with their ideas that they just don't open it up to real criticism. They don't, <sighs> they don't put it up to a business plan. They don't run it through a business plan process. They just, mm. they, they basically present it to everybody like, Oh, this is going to be so great. And this is going to be so great. And I'm going to do whatever. And what do you say to them? No, your idea sucks. <laughs> you know, you can't just, you like, oh, yeah, I, I wish you well. I hope it does good. But you gotta expose your business idea to criticism and critiquing and a business plan and asking the tough questions. The marketplace will reject a bad idea. Yeah. It doesn't care who you are, it doesn't care how excited you are, it will reject that idea. So the yeah. first, you know, part of the Bermuda Triangle that kills startups is the founder just doesn't vet their idea. The second thing is, is that. They don't put any money towards marketing. The problem with social media is everybody thinks that they have this social media following and they can run it through social media yeah. or they're going to be a word of mouth business. Well, I don't know if you know about it, but Budweiser sells beer and they'll spend $20 million during the Super Bowl to remind you they sell beer. <laughs> right. you no, know, I mean, the point right. is being funny, but great companies still spend tons on advertising. Yeah. Rolex, they make a really nice watch. Watch a golf tournament and see how many times they remind you of that. Oh, they have so, to. <laughs> exactly, great great businesses market. Even Costco, like they'll joke that they don't advertise. They put tons of money towards PR. They
0: mm-hmm. have a
2: PR machine that lets you know how great of a company they are. There's a lot of ways to get your name out there. There's a lot of creative ways. But the point is, is that you've got to have a marketing plan. There's got to be a method of attracting target customers. Period. That's a critical part of business and too many startups get started. They don't really know how they're going to acquire customers where they make assumptions that it'll be easier than it is. Mm. And then, you know, the third thing regarding it, regarding businesses, why they fail is they staff horribly. They either under, they, they staff with people. They pay very little bit of money. And the problem is when you, when you pay peanuts, you either get monkeys or elephants and neither one are helpful in a startup. Mm. So you have under talented, you know, your staff is just under talented or it's family and friends yeah <laughs> so you're you're just not you know you're yeah. you're i like what jack Welch, the ceo of um general electric said at one point he said the best team wins mm. in business the best team wins Well, oh, do you have <laughs> a bad team really? and i always say you know a big dream with a bad team is a nightmare yeah <laughs> it's a nightmare so you you just don't have a very talented team with you so your your business fails so those three things you don't you don't Allow your idea to be criticized, to be vetted. You don't have any money to put towards marketing. You don't have a true marketing concept of how you're going to acquire customers. And then finally, you staff poorly. You don't spend enough. You hire family and friends, and it's just a disaster.
1: Unbelievable. I I like the. (laughs) I like how you say, say about the bad team. Sometimes you can have good intentions have the bad, bad people around you like any, any kind of, uh, I'm, for some reason I'm thinking about football because football yeah. is out right now. Just have a, you, have a, you have good intentions of winning that, that next football game and then you just have, don't have the people around you to get it done.
2: Yeah, it's like p- if you pick football te- if you pick games on Sunday and you were betting money, you'd start with who's quarterbacking what team. That'd be the first place you'd start.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, you
2: got to have some MVPs on that team. You got to have some yeah. people that can move the ball down the field. I don't care what <laughs> business you are; it's not a secret. The yeah. the most talented team tends to win most of the games.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, so why don't you show us then? We got we got the the the, the um the the, the, the umbilical triangle thing, but show us how to start a business the right way.
2: Okay. So if you're going to start a business, the the right way. The first thing you have to do is I, you got to decide if you're in fact an entrepreneur. Mm. So you really just need to kind of ask yourself, why would I want to be an entrepreneur in the first place? I mean, I think that's a good thing to know. Like my daughter, she would not make a good entrepreneur. That's okay. Yeah. So you got to yeah. know that you, you, you're a little bit of a risk taker. It doesn't mean you're a crazy risk taker. That's a myth, but okay. so you got to go, okay, I can understand that I may not get a paycheck every Friday, But I love flexibility of schedule. So that's kind of important to me. I love the fact that I can dictate my own income. And so you got to kind of figure out what's going to motivate you when things get really difficult. So I think that's, that's, you know, the critical thing, number one. So find out why you want to be an entrepreneur. Know that because that's got to motivate you. Then next, you got to have a profitable idea. Mm. You have to find an idea that the marketplace is receptive to. And there lies the challenge. I'll get people that reach out to me on Instagram. Give me an idea. No, I'm not giving you an idea. Why don't you ask me to give you a diamond tennis bracelet? In other words, or or help me get my business started. I'm like, no, the heavy lifting is up to you. I write books to make it easier for you. Yeah. But the point is you got to get an idea that, you know, typically good business ideas, I'll give you the kind of hint to getting one. They typically solve a problem, meet a need. Satisfy a desire or a want. That's like a difference between like staying at the Holiday Inn or having a sandals vacation. That's a difference between having a Hyundai and Mm -hmm. having a BMW. There are different scales you can sell. One is transportation, one satisfies ego status. Okay, there's a difference. Timex watch, Rolex watch. (laughs) And then finally, entertain. If you can entertain people, Oprah, yeah. okay, and, yeah. and Ellen, and all those shows like that, or the Kardashians, or you know, LeBron, whatever you can get eyeballs on you, Tiger Woods, yeah, a- any of that, you can get eyeballs on you, you've got a business.
1: Oh, so they're, I, I, they're
2: typically the best business ideas.
1: You're like one of the first people on here who said anything about entertainment, and I think it's because I think that people think that, um. They don't want to entertain, or that's not or you or you, you should be serious all the time or, or whatever, but you need to get people's attention. <laughs> and, and some of this, some of this is about entertainment. You have to, you know, I think like the average, if you talk about the average person, you know, they're watching a lot of TV and you gotta, you gotta sort of, you know, look at that and like, okay, how can I get that attention? Off of that TV somehow or, yeah. or, you know, get that same type of type of response that they're getting from that television.
2: Yeah. I mean, even if you look at like shock value, you mean look at, you know, these are, I'm going to throw in old names, but made a lot of money. You look at like how, you know, Howard Cosell. I mean, yeah. I, I'm sorry, not Howard Stern, I apologize, but Howard yeah, Stern as yeah. well. Stern. He yeah, did it yeah. as well too, but <laughs> yeah. uh, he did, one did it on TV, you know, Muhammad Ali fights and, be, and, right. and host knows. But, but you look at Howard Stern, I mean, he, you know, look at the deals that he brokered when, when satellite yeah. radio first started because yeah. he had people that, you know, in New York, traffic is crazy to spend forever in their cars and he could keep them entertained. So he'd make a horrible drive bearable. Yeah. So we entertain people. And then, of course, Oprah entertained. And, you know, whether it's Siegfried and Roy, you know, that used to entertain people, you know, at Vegas, if P- if you can get eyeballs on you. Heck, my son had me watching a show recently where they sit around and eat nothing but chicken wings. <laughs> <laughs> on YouTube, and it is hysterical. Okay, and, and, and it is amazing. They interview famous people, and the wings just keep getting hotter and hotter. Oh gosh. I mean, the, okay. the premise of the show is so cotton pick and simple. You know, right. I mean, so so stinking simple, but it's unbelievable.
1: Right. I'm right. like
2: watching that thing. I'm like, son of a gun, that is a right. great idea.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I I I'm glad you said that because I I there's a um a girl on Instagram. Well, she has she's on TikTok and. She, she made this thing, and I'm, I'm gonna do it. But she made this thing where she's like, with just her face, it's just her face in, in here, and she's just oh, and doing some crazy face. And that's it, that's that's the new entertainment is just doing her face to music and, and then doing nothing else. I'm just like, this girl has millions of followers just doing that. It's I'm just it's like
2: gotten completely insane. But it, <laughs> th- this is how you do it if you can grab somebody's attention, they can piggyback and add to it right all they're trying to do is get your attention it's called pattern disruption Mm. they want to break up get your attention and then show you an ad and you know now Mm. you know in my day commercials were 30 seconds that's the standard radio commercials are typically one minute but now when we go on a a, a digital ads 15 seconds tiktok i I don't even i'm not my son is tiktok famous but Mm. but (laughs) i don't know anything about it but my point is we're going to start having five second ads and they are like youtube yeah. It's five seconds because the attention span is getting so yeah. ridiculously short. Yeah. But if you can break their attention, look over for a second and keep it for five seconds, given yeah. ad a chance for you not to click out of it. Well, yeah. that's valuable.
1: It's very hard. Very hard. Yeah. Unbelievable. So what type of business is best to start? How about that question?
2: You know, I mean, that depends on what country you live in, what you have a knowledge <laughs> of. Let me give you some basics of it. Okay. This is trying to, I, I try to help, you know, I try to help people that have not a lot of money mm. and can't afford to fail. So I just want you to understand my mindset. I'm, I'm one of them where I don't like losing money. I've yeah. never put more than $10,000 into a startup and I've made millions and millions of dollars. So I'm a realist. Yeah. So what I think you do first is everybody who has a job or has ever had a job and has kept it, let me keep it that way, has kept the job. You have a business, and you're like, Sean, what do you you mean? If somebody's willing to pay you a salary, they believe that you're valuable at something, Mm -hmm. even if it's opening the door. They've said that basically, you know, John, you are worth $8 an hour because you're good at opening the door. We can count on you opening that door. It sounds really basic, but if you think about it, if you have a job, somebody values you at whatever rate you're doing it. Now, the secret is to become great at it become so invaluable that they pay you more and more and more. So you get to a point where you're really good at something. That is your business. Opening doors is your business. You got to extract yourself out of a company and start doing it yourself. Yeah. And then get other people (laughs) who open doors really good with you to have a door opening business. I'm being funny, but anybody who has a job, there's probably a business there. My daughter's a school teacher. She could do a tutoring business. My yeah. wife is a nurse. She could do, you know, senior care. She could turn it into a business really easily. I'm a business guy. I can do business coaching. You mm-hmm. te- you have a podcast. You could teach how to launch and build a podcast. Yeah. So all of us have the potential of starting a business.
1: Yeah, I love that. I I, I love how you said that because I had a, a client. Still, she's still my client, but um, she didn't realize that what she was doing was what she should be teaching. <laughs> you know, she, she was trying to teach something else. I was like, well, I was like, and then, she, and then I heard her on a interview. I'm just like, what was that? You know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, I was like, what was that? That's what you should be doing right now. So it's just like, people don't know that what, you know, they, what they've learned in their lives could be, like you said, could solve a problem for other people.
2: Yeah, I remember the I remember the movie with. Oh, I forgot who he was. Uh, oh, was it? Oh, oh, Will Smith when he was like the dating coach, like showing oh, people how to date. Yeah, funny. Yeah, My yeah. point is, is that you can be, you can, you know, one. I believe we innately are gifted with a level of genius right. at creation. So let me right. just kind of put that, then you can figure out why I think that, and that's fine. <laughs> but but I, I do think all of us have something that's kind of really unique. It's your job to find out what it is. Yeah and yep. just develop it all i know is is that greatness typically gets paid well yeah. mediocrity typically mm-hmm. makes mediocre in other words i never worried about making good money cuz i knew i would exceed i would succeed i would excel at anything i did that's my mentality i never mm-hmm. doubted that i never feared that for a day i mm-hmm. don't fear it now so you you got to find out what that is that one thing that you do it's easier for you time flies people would normally pay you to do it you know that's your proficiency that's that's the great challenge yeah <laughs> you know as a parent like I you know I have two children my daughter when she she gets so excited about teaching and I tell her I love that you love what you're doing yeah you know I love yeah. as a parent man she's so excited doing lesson plans on my son is an entrepreneur. That excites him. He would spend all day doing. I tell my wife, we hit jackpot. We got two kids who are successful and love what they're doing. Yeah. So that's, yeah, you got to kind of find that thing and yeah. nobody can find it for you. You can maybe hire a mentor or a coach to kind of extract it, help you ask some key questions like you did. You know, hey, yeah. you did that interview really, really well. Why aren't you? Right. <laughs> You know, you need, sometimes you need some help. And I think, you know, life coaching can do that. Mentoring. There's a lot of ways to to do that, but you got to figure out what you're good at. And maybe that is your business.
1: Yeah. So let's, let's, let's dive into why we hesitate on our ideas, why we don't take action. And then what can, what can get us moving? Um, Is there a routine? Is there a method? Is there a secret? What, 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 what what, what gets you going? or how, how can you teach people to get going i think on it's
2: normal first for people to be hesitant a quick illustration i use is love my dad but he would bet you he would tell you that he had the idea for jiffy loop he <laughs> swears by it but wow. he never took action on it yeah. so there's the end of that so yeah first understand that ideas are have no value without execution
1: mm.
2: and i think one thing is we have too many people that value their ideas i call them like their bar stool entrepreneurs Mm. They're always talking about a business idea. Next month they got a new one, and they got a new one. So I, I successful people have extreme focus, mm. and they may have a lot of ideas, but they have the ability to find one thing and really focus on it. Why do we know Tiger Woods? Because he can hit a golf ball really well. Well, you know what? <laughs> He's been doing it for a long time. Mm-hmm. We know LeBron. We we can go down all the people. We know Warren Buffett. These type of people. But they're really known for one thing. Yeah. Now they may, you know, use their brand to to make money in certain areas, but at the yeah. end of the day, the engine—if LeBron's not a good basketball player, all this ancillary good things doesn't happen.
1: Yeah. You can you can tell when when someone has their game face on. You can just you can just see it. Like, okay, okay, it's time.
2: And, 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 <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I, I just think that you know, we, you gotta be, you gotta take action on something. At The end of the day, you've gotta, you gotta set a goal and then you've got to move towards it and you gotta do some, I always say, what, what did you do? To, if you tell me what you did last week, I'll tell you how successful you're probably going to be mm. because if you didn't take action on something that I could kind of identify, well, then where are you going? You're not moving towards anything. So you got to set goals and you got to take daily action towards those goals. And then there's got to be one overriding goal that knocks down all the dominoes. You know, you (laughs) got to kind of have that one big, that big thing that you're, you know, that consumes you, that you, you get up early. Like when when I was consumed about writing a book, it was really easy to get up at 545 in the morning. I never wanted to get up 5.45 in the morning. I didn't even like signing birthday cards, so I didn't like to write. But mm-hmm. once I got passionate and that became a goal, and I, it was a goal that I saw every day that I wrote down every day I was going to write this book, getting up early started happening. It got easier. Mm-hmm. Writing right. got easier because I was consumed by that goal.
1: Unbelievable. That's good stuff. So let us let me get, take you this, down this scenario. Uh, we have a lot of people here who are in the audience who are already building. You know, my motto is build it, share it, and they will come. So they're, they're in the midst of building. Um, They're trying to create their platforms. They may have, they may have a few customers. They may have a little bit of a list, Um, but they're not seeing the profit that they want from their work that they're putting in. What do you say to those, to to those people um, who are just getting, you know, they, they're getting a little frustrated because they want to monetize so badly. They're not getting, they're not finding the results that they're, that they're looking for.
2: I welcome to the world of this. I'm building a platform as we speak. And I will tell you, it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Mm, I've never done anything harder. It's not like a typical business where you kind of open the doors and people walk in. I think this space is, is it's a kind of law of numbers yeah you've got to have a big enough following yeah. that finds you credible or yeah. or you know they resonate with what you're offering, and then you've got to be able to provide for them something that they're willing to pay for. And I still go through that same struggle of doing it. I give away a lot of stuff for free and I, and, yeah. and you know and to to build that list and to build that audience and yeah. and you, you this is not something I think I would teach business for free. Okay. If you've listened to me, you can tell. Just ask me anything. I love this. This is like breathing for me. Okay. I think you've got it in this space platform building. It better not be your main job (sighs) because the money does come maybe later, but then when it comes, it doesn't stop. Okay. So you got to look at it like it's not like you're going to retire from this different space that you're in like what like I could teach business they could just prop my head up at 95 on a conference table (laughs) microphone in front of me and I could still you know I'd be the Stephen Hawkins of business I could still tell you what to do right my point is that you got to think really long term once you establish this credibility in the space it's like an annuity yeah So you got to look at this. This is really not like a job and it's not like a business where you can control a lot of the factors. That's what was hard for me to accept in this platform space.
1: Mm, Yeah.
2: But the, the, the fundamentals are still the same. You, you have to build an audience. Yeah. You have to be credible and then you have to cultivate that audience slowly, you know, with little offers and then you got to bring them to something that moves a needle. Yeah. To where they're paying you such and such, to where it it makes it. I, the fundamentals are still the same, but I will be the first one to tell you the hardest thing I've ever done.
1: Mm. It takes time, people. I think that's, that's the- it. Yeah, I I've been doing that- it for
2: eight years. I've yeah. been doing it for eight years, and it takes it's it's it, you it's you better be something you would do for free. I really believe yeah. that. Yeah. And, and the best people that I've met that really have platforms. You know, they already they have businesses. Gary V has a business. Right. Okay, Brad Lee has a business. Grant right. Cardone has a business. they all right. have something that pays their bills. Just so you know,
1: right? <laughs> so yeah, it's it's it's. I I think people see this is what happens. You, you get these these advertisements. You get these these online marketing um sites out there, who who preach. In the next 30 days, let me get, let me get, 60 days. I'm going to give you $10,000. Look, it looks look,
2: too look good a, to look, be true. Yeah. Yeah. So my generation, if it looks too good to be true, it is.
1: <laughs> yeah. So tell us, tell us, because uh, I've heard you talk about this, about, you know, like building a team. How do you hire, hire the right people for, to, to, to really build a good team for, for your, for your business?
2: Number one is you understand that without a good team, you don't have a great business. So first understand that the most valuable asset within a business is, is your team. You, you really, you fundamentally have to believe that, that okay. that is what moves the needle. And so you got to understand it because if not, you're never going to pay the right amount of money. So building good team is that you have to be able to, you have to build a recruit talent. So you need to be able to run ads that attract the target type of person you want, and what I say is this: is that if I want to hire Santa Claus, well, I'm gonna tell you right now, I want a heavy set dude with a real beard, who likes red velvet, and hangs out with cotton picking reindeers. In other it. words, you got to run ads for exactly what it is you want.
1: Mm, okay.
2: List it out. Uh, I don't care if it's a fantasy ad. Write it out. And then when you, when you sit in front of that talented person and you don't necessarily have all enough money to pay them, what maybe they aren't, you got to sell them on a lot of other things. And people only work one money is only like one of nine things I found people will work for you for. You got to, you got to find that other button of theirs. Maybe it's flexibility. Maybe they want to have a seat at the table. They just want to be involved in the decision-making. They've never had that before. Been working for 20 years and nobody's asked their opinion on anything. You got to, you got to find in in a 30 minute interview to an hour interview, you got to find their button because there's a button out there and it's rarely money. That's the thing that shocks me. It's rarely money. They want to be a part of part of something exciting. They want a part of helping you build a team. Uh, They love your energy or whatever. I'm just telling you, I, I have seven partners Mm. And none of them, none of them, I paid above even average money to get them to uh, join me. Uh, but I sold them on the future and, and you know, and, and potential to get partnership ownership in the company. Yeah. And, and I'll give you a secret. 50% of a lot is better than 100% of a little. You know, if you meet a superstar, partner, mm. yeah, partner, and partnering moves the needle, I found Faster than any one thing you can do. Two people, it's just two people create an energy that's just, you know, the ball moves a lot faster.
1: Yeah, I would love that. I just had nightmares and partners before. Yeah. So you know, I'll
2: give you some secrets to eliminate. Just do these few things, and you'll make okay. life easier. Because I, I agree. Yeah. I've had I've had I've had a couple <laughs> bad ones, but these are my lessons. I'm going to save you a million dollars and a lot of aggravation and counseling with these. Number mm-hmm. one is when you have a partner, you need to know why you partnered with them. It's like an algebra equation: A plus B equals C. Your A, successful businesses, C. That B that they provide without it, you have to believe that you would have never built a successful company. Mm You Don't partner with somebody just to partner with somebody. Maybe Mm -hmm. if you're just getting out of college and you're with your buddy, that's fine. Disregard it that way. But Mm -hmm. other than that, they got to provide time that you don't have. They got to provide expertise that you may not have. They've got to fulfill a major role in the company. They're a programmer, sales, marketing, something that's critical to that company that would cost you big money to have on staff. Mm -hmm. Okay, They've got to... So you got time, expertise, uh, they fill a key role. They have experience maybe within business so they can, again, be like a CEO of your company or hand you handle manufacturing. Finally, they mm-hmm. bring capital. They have money that you don't have. My point is, you why are you partnering with them in the first place? You got to mm-hmm. know that reason's got to be strong. Second, you got to do a partnership agreement. I'm just telling you, I'm married 30 years, but... <laughs> Things, yeah. you know, I've seen, I've had a lot of buddies where marriages didn't quite make it. And, and yeah. so my point is you got to put together a partnership agreement. I've had partners that I would have bet my life they'd have been with me till I was a hundred. <sighs> and they're not. So this is, yeah. this is free, but this is incredible advice I'm giving you here. When yeah. you do a partnership agreement you can type it, it doesn't have to necessarily go through an attorney. If you can't afford one, just type it out and get it notarized. Yeah. Make it, write it in such a way that a 12 year old who's a little slow like me, can, can understand it doesn't need to be fancy, but this is what the two things that are two to three things that must be in it. First thing is if either of the partners leave the partnership in the first five years, they get nothing. They can't sell their shares. It relinquishes back to one of the founders. That way, if one of your, you know, they get bored or the company's not doing as well as they want, they can split. And then you got to buy them out. Hmm. Or they yeah, want to split. You can't afford to buy them out. And they sell their share of the company to somebody else. And you're partnered with somebody you don't even know. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's number one. Number yeah. two is whatever responsibilities each of you wow. provide, put it in writing. And put in there, if if partner B or partner A fails to fulfill below listed responsibilities, if we need to pay someone to do those, it comes out of their profit. Mm your buddy falls in love with golf and he's the marketing person and he's not doing his job or she's not doing her job. You got to hire somebody to do it. You don't want it to come out of your profit because you thought they were bringing that to the partnership. Right. So they're, they're the two that I, you know, awesome that I think will (laughs) save you a lot of money because I've messed up on those before and it's not fun.
1: This is great stuff. Sean, this is amazing, man. (laughs) It's a great Friday. I hope everybody's, everybody's getting a lot out of this. Uh, I really only have one last question. I know we can probably talk about so many things, so many things all, all day, but this is the last question. I think you already kind of touched on it already, but it's the last question I give to all my guests and it goes simply like this. They see you. They love what you're, what you're saying. Um, they love all your insight. They, they, want, they have similar goals, similar paths as you. And in many ways, they want to, they want to model their success after what you're doing. Can you tell them what you've done or what they can do to be an authority in this space of being a business owner?
2: Yeah. I think, again, don't try to master a hundred different things. Find mm-hmm. one thing within this space that you know better than everybody. This is going to shock you, but if you read a book, uh-huh. yeah, you know more than 95% of other people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> but, but really hone in on one thing whatever that may be within business. I'm really partnering and marketing is my superpowers. I'm not Mm -hmm. great at it. There's a lot of things I stink at. So you got to find that one or two things that you're an authority on, preferably even one and be known for that one thing. Brand yourself around that one thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think that's the best piece of advice I would give anybody.
1: Awesome stuff. Great stuff. Great. Uh, this is a, a fantastic Friday, a great way to end the week. Everybody, I hope you got a great yeah. thing, great stuff out of there. Please tell people how they can get in touch with you after the show.
2: Yeah, I was just going to say that. You can always get a free book on my website, seancastrina.com. Uh, the Eight Unbreakable Rules for Business Startup Success is on there. It's free. Uh, have at it. Uh, I host the 10-Minute Entrepreneur Podcast, so if you kind of like the way I teach business, I do mm-hmm. that every day quick format because I have the attention span of a flea. So go listen <laughs> to the 10 minute entrepreneur podcast. Awesome. Get a free book on my site and you can always find me on Instagram.
1: Love it. Great stuff here. And just another reminder, go to the authorityletter.com. That's the list for that. I'm, that I'm peddling um, or text. We are live at four, four, two, two, two to get on that list. And we are going to doing some, and don't tell my wife some more giveaways. <laughs> for um, maybe during Prime Day, maybe some giveaway, some Amazon gift cards for Prime Day coming up very shortly here for you guys. So, and I'm going to give you, obviously, we're going to be learning about some great stuff about building your platform. You heard some great stuff already that you, from Sean today. I hope you are dialing us in and get this replay or listening later on in the podcast. So, great stuff. I'm so excited. I I knew you were going to crush it today. And if you can just give us like one last tidbit or or last word of final advice. That would be great for us today if you could.
2: Yeah. Set goals and read them over every single day. That's the secret. And then write down one thing you're going to do that day to accomplish one of those goals. So write your goals down, rewrite them every day. And then after you rewrite them every day, which one are you going to take action on? I'm telling you, rewriting your goals every single day and then committing to taking action on one thing where you write it out—that has helped me more than any other thing I can tell you.
1: Now let me just let me make sure I get this right. Yeah. <laughs> write every day and rewrite. I think rewrite your? Right, your, every day your, I get your, up. I have like your big goals
2: or just every, all yeah. of them. I, you okay, know, I, I don't. I don't believe in having like more than like ten goals because it's okay. hard to accomplish. <laughs> I, I'm not going to write my goal of 102, but right. what I'm working on in 2020. <laughs> okay, got you got know, it. is typically. Yeah five, no more than seven goals that I have. I rewrite those every single day. And then I write what I'm doing that day to make that happen. So if one of my goals is I'm like, I'm publishing a book, let's say, okay, I'm going to publish a book. There's a deadline. I'm going to do that in November. What do I got to do every day? I got to write one page. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to put on my calendar, Write Six 30 in the morning. So I, I, if you, if you write them out every day, you tend to put them on your calendar. You start realizing, well, I said I was going to lose weight might want to start walking. If you if you only write them down in the beginning of the year, they you they lose their own. Writing them yeah. down every day reminds you of them. Yeah. So, that's awesome. my secret to goals.
1: I love that. I love that, and I hope you guys love that too. Please, if you if you came in later on the <laughs> go back and read <laughs> go back and watch this replay or listen to the podcast later um and just just understand this is this was incredible stuff here for today for 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 you. As a business owner, most of you, I know you're solopreneurs trying, trying to do good here and trying to make it a even, trying to finish off 2020 strong because it's been crazy. Everybody knows that. So everybody build it, share it, and they will come listen to this man. Go to sha- Sean Castrina.com and, and, and get that book for sure. All right. Take care. I am gone. I'll see you on Monday. Be blessed. I'm out.
0: And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an uh aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.